Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barbie Cast, the flagship podcast of all things Barbie. I am your host, Ameya Barbie, and this week I will be interviewing the lovely Miss Radhika Barbie. That song you are listening to is called "Hold On, We're Going Home" by Drake and Majid Jordan. It happens to be Radhika's all-time favorite song, so let's listen to it for a bit before diving into the interview. Hi Radhika. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for being here. Uh how's your day been so far? Um it's been good. I went to um an orchard and I picked some apples this morning. Nice. Um, very New England fall um uh, <laughs> right now, so there's like all the leaves are changing and stuff, so it's really nice to go out and do stuff. Oh, did you get a chance to eat any of those apples? I did. I probably had like five apples today. Oh, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> okay, so before we get too ahead of ourselves, why don't we, you know, for the listeners, just you know, why don't you give us a quick introduction of who you are and something about you? Um. Okay. Uh, when you say something about me, whatever, just like... whatever. <laughs> like if you're if you're standing on a stage and someone says, "Introduce yourself." How would you do that? Um, okay, so hi, I'm Radhika. I'm 24 years old. Um, I grew up in Capel, Texas, um, and I lived there for 22 years through undergrad, where I went to Texas A&M, and now I um, live in Boston. I moved here in 2021, um, and. I really love to ski. I um, am really into the winters, um, and I love to travel. Um, I try to go on like a few trips every single year. Um, but yeah, I, I think I have a pretty tame life generally. Um, so yeah, that's like the basics about me. Yeah, that, that's you, don't be shy. Though, that's not that tame. It's it's quite a lot. That's <laughs> Um, so just to you know set this relationship, the genealogy, right? So you are the daughter of Atul and Minal, right? Yeah. Atul and Minal's father is Madhukar, but we all already know is Madhukaka, right? Madhukaka and my dad are first brothers, right? And obviously my son. So me and Atul are first cousins, right? So that's just wanted to set the relationship. So and yeah. I don't know if you have you have you have you ever looked up and figured out what the official relationship is between you and me? I know everyone will probably say like, actually, let me stop and ask a question. How do you think of my relationship and your relationship? How would you generally refer to me or think of me? I, I, you're just my uncle. I don't, I don't okay. know anything. Yeah, when you're Indian, everyone's an uncle, right? So that's the yeah. Thing. But, but did you know that in genealogy there is like a a uh, typical way of describing 
our relationship. And I had it up here. I should have had it up before that. But um, so you and me are essentially second cousin once removed, if you can believe that. But I prefer the whole uncle thing. It's it's, it's okay. more it's more intimate, right? Than than the whole thing. That's good. So that was a good introduction. You said you're you lived in Kopel, but that's not where you were born, right? I happen to know that. So tell us where you were born. I was born in Dallas, Texas. Oh, you were? I thought you were born in Denver for some reason. That's like, Priya. Priya was born in Denver. Oh, Priya was born in Denver. Oh, <laughs> that's my right. Okay. So which hospital were you born in Dallas? Uh, Dallas Presbyterian, I believe. My mom, um, it's the same hospital my mom works at. <laughs> I was about to say, she probably worked at the same hospital. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So you grew up in Coppell. Um, what was that like? What was like Coppell, young school life there for you? What was all that about? Yeah, I loved it personally. Um, we lived in like an, a cul-de-sac neighborhood and all of the family, it was just a bunch of families and all the kids were like my age and Priya's age. So our childhood was literally getting home from school and then going outside and knocking on all of our neighbors' doors and their kids would come out and we would just like play until the sun went down and our parents were finally like, okay, you need to come in, it's time for dinner. Um, so um, that is something that is like so nice in the moment. And then all of a sudden one day you realize that, oh wow, like I never did that again. Like the, all of a sudden, like one day, that was the last time you would ever see these people. Um, so yeah, that, that was predominantly our childhood. We did a lot of like crazy things on the street. Um, I was really into ripsticking, if you know what that is. It's like, a, it's a type of skateboard that only has like two wheels and it swivels, but we would come up with like hybrid ways to play the game. So we would play like basketball on our ripsticks. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of things that ended up in major accidents, um, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, so it's like a uh, rollerblade, except it's, it's on a skateboard, right? It's like single single wheels on a skateboard. That's what a ripstick is. Yeah. Um, but it's like hinged in the middle. So the way you propel it is by like shaking back and forth. Oh, I, I see. Okay. Now I remember. I've seen some videos of that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you're in a cul-de-sac, right? So it can't have been that scary if you're in the cul-de-sac hardly any cars would be coming in right yeah, yeah yeah it was never like we were unsafe because of our surroundings but rather just because of who we are oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so apart from ripstick what was your favorite game or what games did you guys end up playing a lot of um we did like I'm trying to i'm trying to think about this now um a lot of just like basketball um me and yeah, we had like a hoop in our driveway so we would um play with that one of my friends had like a pond in her backyard so we'd often like just go back there and i honestly like don't even remember what we would do so long ago um but me and priya were really into legos when we were little um we have a massive lego collection still to this day um that has moved houses with us um and that was like our main way of playing um when we were little cool, cool did you have like any specific because i know you can get lego sets that are specifically geared towards a specific object that you build 
but I'm sure once you have a huge amount of Legos, you could pretty much build what you like, right? So did you build whatever you liked or did you just focus on whatever, whatever it's set in the box? We would only do what was in the box and then we would set it up and that would be like a decoration. Okay. So we had almost the entire Harry Potter collection. Um, they had this specific line for like friends. It was for like little girls. So we, I think we did pretty much that entire one. Um, but yeah, that's what we have. Okay. And um, you mentioned you did this with Priya, but back in, you know, when you were growing up, did you have a lot of friends and did you share them with Priya or did you each have your own set of friends that you sort of hung up together, especially in school? Uh, I think our friends groups were pretty much linked um, just because Priya and I were so close in age together that a lot of her friends were my friends and my friends were her friends. Um, I guess our school friends were different, but the people that we like hung out with majority of the time were the same. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then I remember, at least I seem to remember, and you can keep me honest, but Although you stayed within Coppell, you moved a few houses within Coppell too, right? So were you always close enough with the cul-de-sac or did every move end up you with you having to make new friends in the in the street? Um, well, I, I feel like I was very young in our first like two houses that we had. I was a baby in the first one. And then the second one, I lived until I was like six years old. And honestly, I don't really have a good memory until we moved to like our divorced courthouse. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was interesting because a lot of the kids that I would play with in the older house, I went years without seeing them. And, and then finally in high school, I would see them again. Um, but it was like, I don't know how many years had passed, like eight years had passed in between me seeing them before and after. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the friends thing, at least you were lucky enough that you had consistent street, consistent neighborhood, and of course, in the whole, you know, the, the tiered system of schooling, you end up having the same sort of school friends, but it's kind of nice that you had uh, a consistent set of friends back home, right, when you went back home after school. Um, so what was, what was school like for you? Did you have, like, subjects that you hated? I'm sure you did, like, Tell me about, you know, what subjects you like, what you didn't like, and what did you really enjoy or the most about school and what you didn't really enjoy the most about school? Yeah, um, for subjects, I honestly liked all of them. Um, it was really only in high school where I started, <laughs> I hated geometry. I did so bad in geometry. And like, I think that was the first C that I had ever made in my life. And it became such a panic that I had to like sit down with Baba and like he would try to like teach me, but it just was not effective. Um, so I kind of had to just take accept the loss in that class. Um, I don't think I've ever used that class since then. It was just a one off thing my sophomore year. Um, and I really enjoyed like my science classes as well as like my literature and like um, writing classes. Okay. Um, so on the geometry class, who was more stressed out? Was it you or was it your parents? Um, I think it was me that was more stressed out. I, yeah, I don't think my parents were ever super forceful. And like you have to have like the best grades. It was more so like my pressure on myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the situation. <laughs> So you didn't do geometry again, but you had, you had like, you said you enjoyed literature and what else did you enjoy in school? Literature? Um, 
and like my science classes. So I really liked biology and chemistry. I wasn't really into physics. Again, I think it's the geometry. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't deal with that. But yeah, those classes were my favorite. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of it. It you know it has a more engineering tinge, right? When you go with geometry and physics, there's a more engineering tinge, whereas there's a more artistic tinge when you go biology or literature, right? It's a different part of the brain, as we probably know already, right? that gets stimulated. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, when did you graduate? How many years ago did you graduate? Oh, man. Uh, graduated six years ago, 2017. Okay. That's not too bad. It's like six years. You're spot on. Six years. Yeah. And are you still in touch with any of your friends from school? I actually am, um, but not very many, maybe closely to like two or three. One of them actually lives in Boston now too. So my best friend from high school lives a mile away from me, um, oh. which is pretty special. <laughs> okay. All right. So now let's switch over to, to college, right? So you graduated 2017 and then you went to Texas A&M. Did you know which, was that your first choice? Or? It was my first choice. <laughs> What made it your first choice? Um, I don't know. It was just like when I went to go visit schools, it was on it was gonna come down to either UT or AM. Um, but when I went to AM, it just had that like feel of like a college town, and that was really the experience that I wanted um for my undergrad, and it just is such a close, like knit community. Um, everything in that area is just tied to the school. Like you are going there for college. It's not like Austin where there's a city happening around the school. Um, so I really wanted to be like an invite in that sort of environment for four years. Um, and I think it was the better decision for me. Okay. That that's more like what you would expect to find schools in the Northeast, right? They're typically school centered cities, right? The only thing is a school, that's it, right? As opposed to the rest of the city. So just curious, did you ever consider going out of state to get that environment or what the subjects that you wanted to just available within UT and AM? No, I mean, I was just going to study biology. So I didn't necessarily see the point in going out of state to learn like how chemicals bond. You know, it, it just like didn't make sense. Like I wasn't going to get anything special going to an out of state school. Um, so yeah, that's why I stayed in state. That's fair. And so what was college like for you? Did you live in, I'm guessing you lived in the dorm the first year and then you lived, did, so let me start. Did you live in the dorm the first year or did you live outside the first year? I lived on campus, but I lived in an on-campus apartment. Um, so I had like a four bedroom, four bathroom um, with random girls and it was a lot of fun. And then after that, I moved off of campus once I got a car. Um, okay. Much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So. I would imagine, and I'm speaking from my experience, like the transition from going from living in a home to where you have to live with random strangers, that's a huge transition, right? So anything, what was that transition like? Were you okay with it? Did it take a while for you to adopt to it? Or were you like a fish in the water and just, you know, adopted it immediately? Um, it was honestly pretty easy for me. Um but that's just because I, it's not the first time that I've sort of been in that situation. Um, when we were growing up, like we went to Colorado for like sleepaway camp, but it was like a month long. And that's when I had to share all of that with 12 girls that I didn't know either. 
Um, so I think I was kind of used to that. And then here I had my own like bedroom. I had my own bathroom. So it just felt like I had like a room in the house. Um, but I loved my roommates. They were all really nice. So, and we got along really well. So it was an easy adjustment for me. Okay. That's good. And then when you went from the in-school apartment or the in-campus apartment to your own place, did you end up picking the same roommates or did you end up having different roommates when you moved to the apartment? Um, I had different roommates. I like met some friends my freshman year and then I ended up living with them. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And I'm guessing your parents did the whole journey when you first moved out. Did they move, did, did they move come with you to help you get settled in the first year or did you sort of... Yeah. They did. Or, or was yeah. that, what was that like? I, it was fine. I mean, it, I never, I don't think any of us got like super emotional. I think it was just like uh, something that happens. Um, and I was the first one and like they still had Priya at home. So it wasn't like they were empty nesters yet. Um, well, yeah, you're right. I'll probably have to check with Priya to see how, how that was. With, yeah. With, with, with the events that become empty nesters. Okay. Cool. So uh, it's a four-year degree, right? In um, in AM and you and you majored in biology, or was it like a specific branch of biology, or just did you do like microbiology, or just just basic biology? I just plain old biology, but I did a minor in economics as well. Okay, so that's a very interesting combination. What what attracted you to economics? I just liked the class um, in high school, and I just thought it would be. Um, important to like understand the way that like the world works around me um because i feel like a lot of people in stem don't have like that skill set so that was something that i wanted to gain um i'm in college anyway so i might as well study like what i want to learn <laughs> fair enough fair enough was, you said you studied some of it in school it was just trying it was more of the more of the same subject but in a more of a university kind of environment that you did right My yeah okay okay um, so majored in biology, minored in economics, and then what kind of jobs did you start to look for with that degree set? Because that's like a very, you know, it's, I wouldn't say weird, but it's a very rare combination or is it a rare combination to have, right? Biology and economics when you're looking for it. Yeah. I mean, I was really just looking for roles in like clinical research when I graduated. I wanted to gain like more of that sort of experience because I was going to apply to med school. So I thought that was going to be like what I needed to do to get there. So that was like what prompted my initial job search. So I, I wanted to like work at a really good hospital. So I was really just targeting like um, those kinds of roles. Okay. And uh, was that the role that you ended up getting, ended up getting as a job or what was your first job? Yeah. Um, this is my first job um i guess first like adult job i've like my first job was at a market street cashier or like bagging groceries but this was like um i started as like a clinical research coordinator um at mass general and that's where i've been for years i'm a project manager now but it was just like a slow road <laughs> right so if you're a project manager now i'm guessing that's more on the management side of things right do you so are you still doing hands-on technical work or is it now are you managing people now as opposed um, to work it's interesting because I, I don't really manage people i manage like our projects okay. um so i like oversee 
the way that like our research sites um, are like performing their activities and I'll like train them. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm more on the regulatory side of the clinical trials now. Is that something you like or would you, do you prefer doing the more the technical side? No, I like where I'm at. <laughs> okay, that's good. And is this, like you said, you are applying for medical school. So are you still in the process of doing that or what's... what's no, I was waitlisted last year and now I like looked at it and it just like didn't seem worth it to me anymore. Um, especially since I like have something else that I really enjoyed doing. So I'm actually applying to like masters in public health programs right now because um, I want to work in like the pharmaceutical industry and not for a hospital anymore. Um, and I feel like I need to be able to make that transition. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So tell me about uh, masters in public health. What, what is that? I, I know it's sort of roughly the healthcare more applied to the government sector, but I'm sure you have a more nuanced description of that, right? So what is public health? Yeah, it's really just um, understanding how like different systems play into the betterment of this, like government, public sector, but there is a lot of that happening in like the private sector also. Um, it's learning about like how different um, healthcare organizations like have to work to make society like more equitable in terms of like your outcome of getting like a disease informing like the public um about emerging diseases so there's a lot that public health officials do um so you can really apply it in any facet the whole goal is just to make um the health of communities better all right so let's now talk about the fact that you're training for a half marathon so <laughs> did you were you always a runner in school or what made you decide to do this? What attracted you to doing this? Yeah, I actually despised running like my entire life. Um, but one of my best friends, she really wanted to do the Boston um, 5K in March. It's a really cool race. You get to run across the Boston Marathon finish line just like the day before um, the marathon. And it was like the 10 year anniversary of the bombing. So like we thought it would be like something really special to do and there's like it's a very like coveted 5k like there's not very many spots um so we had to like do some fundraising for that so then once we did the 5k it was like okay well why don't we do the 10k and then once we did the 10k it was like oh well if we do one more race we'll get like the medley and the medley medal as well as the half marathon medal so now we're just seeing it to completion um so yeah that's that's how I got into it so 5K to 10K to uh, half marathon. So I didn't realize they don't give you medals for doing the 5K and 10K. I thought they just gave medals to everyone for completing, but not for the 5K and 10K, I guess. Well, they, I mean, they do. Um, they're not as cool, though. But I mean, I have like, I do have the 5K and the 10K medals. Um, but yeah. All right. <laughs> and then I, I know I've, I've done triathlons have done marathons so I know it's it's absolutely painful it's to me running is so monotonous right and that's one of the reasons why uh, I never could enjoy doing marathons or half marathons by itself that's why I always never doing triathlons simply because you break up the monotony of the running and that's the same thing I you, you know you can't do just bike races because that becomes too monotonous so what has the 
experience been for you? Are you like coming to grips with it? Are you liking it? Or do you think once your half marathon is done, you're done? Or are you now converted to a runner? What's what's your take so far? Um, I, I don't think I ever get bored, but that's because like on every run, I just try to take a new route because um, there's a lot of parts of the city that I haven't explored yet. So it's been a way for me to kind of um, figure out different neighborhoods that I like. Um, and then I guess if after this, I think I will be like a runner because um, I do enjoy it. I I like the serenity of like being the only one out in the morning and just like having that hour or whatever with like no thoughts and just like getting to do something for yourself. Um, I've always like been into fitness, but never into running. So I think maybe this is going to be like my new thing. <laughs> and do you end up running by yourself or do you have like a group that you run with? I usually run alone, um, but on the weekends for like my long run, I'm running with my friend who's also training. So our training schedules are a little bit better aligned on the weekends. Okay. And how fanatical are you about your timings and your zones and your heart rate? Do you like have a spreadsheet of the times and the heart rate and the zones? How how, how crazy does that does that look? Um, I mean, I'm not too worried about the time. Um, for like majority of my runs, I really try to focus on staying in like a zone two heart rate, which is like a 15 minute mile for me. Um, but on the days where I do like tempo running or like hill intervals or like hill sprints, um, that's when I really like try to run faster because I think that's like really what helps you build speed. Um, but I really wanted to develop like a base time or baseline like endurance level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do have a training plan spreadsheet, but I'm not like tracking my pace on every single run that I'm on. <laughs> okay, so that's good to know because I know as you probably experienced, there are those who like down to like the half a second split who are extremely paranoid yeah. about, oh, I'm going slower. So, okay, so yeah, you're still at that early stages yet. So, so that's cool. So what's your, uh, when's your half marathon? Is it coming up pretty soon? Um, It's in a month. It's November 12th. Okay. And you're chatting just before the show. So you're doing, you're doing 10 miles right now. So I think you're, you're there. Now is, I think the next week, next month is just going to be to try and get to maybe 12 and see if we can get a little faster. Right. I'm guessing. Yeah. You mentioned that you're working with New York Times and CNN a little bit. So talk about what that is and what, what's involved there. It, I mean, I'm not working with them. One of like the major clinical trials that I've worked on for like the last three years, we were stopped early by the NIH because it was really effective. So like that made headlines in CNN and made headlines in like the New York Times. It's pro it's the largest global clinical trial in an HIV ever. Um, so to like be able to have been able to like work on that um, is really cool, <laughs> especially for like one of like my first projects that I've ever done to have like something that's really important um or like really impactful is is really special yeah yeah I and mean, the fact that you're contributing to this big project and which is getting recognized by large publications that's that's recognition and that's reward by itself right so yeah um, name ever come up in the reports or did they mention your name I mean they're they're in the actual papers in which they reference um, when they put, but I'm not a physician and I don't have like the name, so they're not going to put my name in an article, but yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, hopefully you'll have 
more to follow, right? Or are you just focusing on one project or do you plan to go beyond that? Yeah, we have multiple projects, um, but now our, our research is kind of shifting. I work in cardiovascular imaging, so all of our clinical trials now are AI based. So we'll take a chest X-ray and then try to predict like your 10 year risk of developing lung cancer, osteoporosis, um, coronary artery disease. So like that's kind of where our field is heading. OK, cool. All right, so now let's switch over to the quirky side of, uh, of this session. So uh, what I'm going to do next is going to ask you a series of um, questions, like an either-or questions, just to get mm -hmm. into better. Depending on the answers, I might pull that thread and go a little bit deeper, okay? So it, they're not that quirky or weird, but, you know, but there is some quirkiness there. I wanted to set that up. Okay, all right, and there's just 10. And, uh, you know, we'll go through all of them as quickly as we can. So first one is, you know, I, I ask this for everyone. Um, iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone, okay. Um, what is your current phone right now? I have the iPhone 15 Pro. Oh, are you one of those that needs the latest and greatest every year? Or can you, like, stagger it out to two years out or three years out? I usually do three years. Um, so my last iPhone was the 12. Okay. Yeah. Same year. I went from a 12 to uh, 15. So yeah, that's a big jump. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I think we uh, we talked about this a little bit. Um, school friends or college friends? College friends. Why? I just feel like they were there for like your most transformative years. And those friendships that you like harbor when you're in college will last like your entire life. Whereas someone like... And you've grown up to figure out what your interests are. Whereas when you like your high school friends are probably very different people now than like what you, who you knew them as. So I think that's the main difference. No, that's fair. That's a very good point, actually. iMessage or some other random messaging app? iMessage. <laughs> so it's yeah. all bubbles for you? Yeah, blue bubbles. If someone has a green bubble in our friend group, oh man, they're not getting invited to things because they will be left out of the group that chat. Is so bad. Oh my god, <laughs> that is so elitist. But whatever. <laughs> um, all right, next one: TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Interesting. So you are on both, obviously. That made yeah. Okay. How I just. I don't know. The Instagram was cool when I was in like high school because it was more like everyone was just taking photos of like the things that they liked and like they would just post that. Whereas now it's just become like, I don't know, a place where people, I, I don't know. I just don't like the vibes of Instagram anymore. And I think it that shift happened once they like got bought out by Meta. So Okay. I think all of those apps are the same now, and everyone's like copying TikTok to begin with. So might as well just be on the original. <laughs> That's fair. Um, are you a TikTok producer or a TikTok consumer? Uh both. Oh, you are okay. What so? What do what do you produce? What's your genre of choice that you produce? Um, mostly like really funny stuff. It really started when I like during COVID. I got so bored, so I would like make funny TikToks. Um, there are some dance ones that I've done. I don't do it as much anymore, but I am planning on making one during my half. Um, I'm going to do one that thing at like every single mile. 
So yeah. <laughs> cool. Every mile marker you do on TikTok, that's that will be pretty yeah. cool. Okay. Um, book or movie? Not necessarily book. whether it's a movie based on the book, but just in general, book or movie. Book. Okay. What's the most interesting book you've read recently? Um, I mean, I don't know about most interesting book, but I think the best book that I've read recently it was, it was called Normal People. Um, it's by Sally Rooney. It's just like a very like raw and like real book, and I like cried <laughs> almost the entire time while I was reading it. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, and are you like a voracious reader? Do you read every opportunity you get, or do you, is it like staggered based on like a weekend reader, or you know, I need to take some time off to read? How do you? What's your reading pattern like? I read everywhere. Um, so I'll, I'll read on the train to work. I'll read right before I go to bed. Um, like I'll turn off my phone and just for like an hour before I sleep, I'll read. Um, if I'm just on the beach hanging out, I'll read. Um, pretty much any opportunity I have instead of like, I'm trying to not be on my screen as much. So the reading has kind of replaced that. Okay, so that tells me that you are actually reading a book book, not a tablet, right? You don't Yeah, read. yeah. Okay, and you enjoy that? You enjoy the- I reading. like being able to turn the page. Yeah, I like holding something. Okay, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, um, Netflix or some other random streaming? session channel i'm going hbo or as it's now called max yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so max is your uh, is your streaming yeah even of choice so what's your favorite show there is there something that you go to or what's what's the current show you're watching i, I guess like um right right now i'm watching the sopranos because i never saw it so okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting through it but i loved honestly everything that's on there um but i mean obviously game of thrones is top tier sure. i sure. um really like the spinoff for that as well um curb your enthusiasm mm -hmm. every time there's a new season i love it okay. um they have so much stuff and it's all good like they, i don't think they can produce bad content <laughs> yeah that's they were known as the you know tv versus hbo right in, in those days so so do you have a regular TV at all, or have you completely cut the cord and it, is it just streaming services for you? Yeah, I don't pay for cable. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, next one. It, let's talk about cuisines, right? Um, Italian or Mexican? Mm, this is tough. Those are like my two favorite. Um, I think I'll go Italian though. Okay. What's what's the what's your favorite dish there? What's your like? I mean, you go to an Italian restaurant. What's your de facto order of choice that you know can no Italian restaurant can go wrong with it? Spicy rigatoni. Spicy rigatoni. And you're a vegetarian, right? So, is 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 that a problem in Boston when you go to Italian? I actually recently started eating chicken, so I'm no longer a vegetarian. But I mean the. Boston's Italian food is just, I think, the best that you can get outside of Italy. Um, I think it beats New York for like actual pasta. I think New York has the pizza down, right. um, but I, I really do think that the pasta here is like the best. <laughs> um, so, uh, next one: zombies or ghosts? Zombies or ghosts? Ghosts, yeah. Um, ghosts. Okay. 
Um, so do you believe in those? Um, I mean, I don't believe in either, but I think I would much rather see a ghost than a zombie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are you afraid of ghosts? I mean, I know you say you don't believe in them, but are you afraid of ghosts? No, I mean, I, I, if there is like paranormal activity, I think it's kind of cool. Like I would love to see one if, cause people always claim that they see them. Yeah. You just want to know what that's like. Fair, fair. Okay. Um, wash dishes or wash clothes? Mm, wash clothes. Wash clothes. Don't like the whole getting your elbows greasy? Well, <laughs> I live with five girls, so there's always so many dishes. <laughs> and ah. we don't have a dishwasher. Oh, so. no. Okay. <laughs> So I think I'm kind of jaded on the dish washing. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and then the last one, I think we, you sort of mentioned it, but let's just dig a little deeper into this. Um, beach or the ski slopes? Ski slopes. Without a doubt? Don't, you're not Without a doubt. I, I hate going to the beach for vacations. I don't like sitting in the sun. I don't like sand, finding sand in every single crevice. I'm also kind of scared of the ocean. Um, I'm really scared of like the deep ocean. So yeah, definitely the ski slope. <laughs> what's your favorite uh, go-to ski slope? What's your favorite vacation spot for skiing? Um, I mean, we have our house in Breckenridge, so that's gotta be my favorite. Um, just cause like I have so many good memories there. Fair. Um, but I like exploring like new resorts every season. Is there uh, any specific spot either here or in the Alps in Europe that you're particularly interested in visiting? um i i would love to ski in utah um because i've never done that before i really want to go to park city um yeah. and i mean i i don't i don't know if i would want to go skiing in europe um i don't know if that's on my I, it's it's very similar to like east coast skiing where it's very icy right. it's not like so i would love to go to like japan to go skiing okay um Okay, but I always assume I'm not a skier, um, but I always assume that you know the Swiss Alps or the Italian Alps were you know where the good skiing was. So very interesting to hear you say that you would rather go to a place like Japan, which has got slightly more eclectic uh, skiing. That's very interesting. Okay, yeah. so now let's switch to something which I think you had a little couple of questions about, which is uh, we're going to test your knowledge. And oh, have a trivia question, trivia round, right? So beforehand, I said I sent you like a few categories to choose from. Um, so here's what I'm gonna do for you, right? So you can either give me those four categories of choice, and then I'll ask you two questions from each categories, or I ask you one question from all categories. What would you like to do? And you, um, you know what? Why don't you do one question from one question from each? Okay. Yeah. All right. So just for being brave enough to do that, I'm gonna bump up your points to you now three points per question. Okay. I'm being brave. <laughs> All right. That's good. All right. So here we go. All right. So the first category is entertainment. Okay. So question for you on entertainment. Can you name Taylor Swift's latest album? uh midnight yeah good one congratulations midnight. thank you <laughs> okay next category sports 
which country won the women's FIFA World Cup this year? Oh, man. Was it Spain? It was Spain. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Two out of two. All right. Let's move on to technology. All right. What does GPT in chat GPT stand for? Is the PT like processing technology? I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. Okay. It's a generative pre-trained transformer. But okay. It always strips people out. So that's why. Okay. All right. Next category is Indian mythology. And that's interesting because I've never had a chance to ask this question of anyone. All right. So uh, let's see. How familiar are you with Indian mythology before I dive deep into it? Not familiar at all. <laughs> Not familiar at all. Okay. So, um, you know, the, so, you know, the three supreme entities in Hindu mythology are um, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, right? Yeah. Brahma introduces the soul in a cycle of life. Vishnu sustains it and Shiva liberates it. Okay. So Vishnu is also known to have had the Shivata. We heard of that. He's had 10 incarnations when he actually visited the earth to save the earth from the catastrophe. Okay. Uh, is that vaguely familiar to you at all? It, it's not, but just keep going. <laughs> so so he, he took, he took, um, he took the form of people that you probably heard of, right? So we like Buddha is actually one of his avatars. Krishna is one of his avatars. Um, I want for three points. Can you name any other avatar? Again, I, I realize I'm putting in a spot here, but take your best. Like think of the you know the god that everyone talks about, and if you can name him, three points to you. I don't know Krishna. I said Krishna, but oh, he didn't. But that's fine. I'll, I'll give that to you. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, uh, Ram was like the biggest one. Ram is one of his. Okay, that's what I was gonna say next. So, yeah, okay. fair enough. Gonna... Let's move on to like the business, money, finance kind of a thing. Okay. Um, the current inflation rate is it less than five percent or more than five percent? Hmm. I think it's um, I think it's more more than five percent. Yes. Okay. The current inflation rate is three point four seven. Oh, I mean <laughs> okay. it, it spiked last year. Yeah, it's gone down to normal. It, people don't know it because the prices are still high. But okay, um, let's do next category is the politics and affairs, and let's do U.S. Okay. So, you know, there's the Republican primary polls that are going on right now, right? So Donald Trump is polling the first, DeSantis is polling second. Would you happen to know who's polling third? Um, is it Pence? I can give you a hint, sorry? Is it, what? oh no, you can give me a hint, you can give me a hint. He shares our culture. Really? Yes. Swami, oh my god. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Three points for you. Good. All right. Um, let's do more international geopolitical thing, right? 
Um, true or false? Omicron is the latest COVID strain. False. What is the latest COVID strain? <laughs> um, is it Delta? No, Omicron happens after Delta. O is after D. Um, all right, the last one. So this is the surprise category. And for you, I've picked Boston as a surprise category. Okay? Okay. okay. It should be fairly easy. What is the name of Boston's oldest park? The oldest park? The Boston Common. Yeah, it's Boston Common. All right. Um, so let's talk about food for just a few minutes. So do you consider yourself a foodie? No. No. <laughs> and I know you are a vegetarian. You suddenly started eating chicken, but do you cook a lot or do you always order in? Uber? I cook in. You do because, cook in. Yeah, it's way too expensive to eat out. Okay. Um, but I like I like cooking, but I would never I'm not a foodie. Like I don't search out to go to like the fanciest place and Instagrammable food. Like that's not my <laughs> that's not my Fair thing. Okay. Is there a dish you are known for amongst your friends? Um, so I bake as well. Do you want like just a what? cooking dish or whatever? Any, any, any food items and baking, I would consider cooking. Okay. So I make a chai three sliches cake that I'm known for. Okay. Okay. Cool. So they are all right. Um, what does your fridge typically look like? If I were to come into your apartment today and open up your fridge, what would I typically find inside it? Um, so I only buy enough groceries for four days. So usually you will only see um, some Greek yogurt and it's all Trader Joe's items. I don't shop anywhere else. Trader okay. Joe's Greek yogurt. There's usually a dozen eggs. Um, my coffee creamer. Um, I'll have my meal prepped container. So there will be like two containers with meal prepped food. And you and do then, the for, so it's prepped by you and just kept in containers for easy mixing later on? Okay. Yeah. Um, I just literally just microwave or eat up my food. You organized up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and some limes. I always have some limes and lemons. Um, a clove of garlic. And one yeah, of garlic or cloves of garlic? Just one clove? Oh, yeah, I guess most, I had a, a bowl okay. of garlic. Look. All right. Um, and is there a dish of your mom's that you miss the most? I'm sure there is. Um, yeah, honestly, sometimes I just really miss like Amtibhat and Badata Bhaji. Amtibhat and Badata Bhaji, yeah. Yeah. The yellow Badata Bhaji, right? Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. Are you more of a rice person or a roti slash puri person? Um, it really just depends on the what I'm eating it with. But I think I eat rice more than puris just because I don't know how to make puris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. Rice more. Okay. All right. So that, I think that's enough about food. So let's quickly now go to um, some more quirky questions. These are yes, no questions. Uh, mm -hmm. They are quirky, could be embarrassing, but I'm not going to pull on the thread. So I ask you a question, you answer okay. it now, and we move on. 
Okay? Yeah. Ready? Okay. 10 questions. Number one, have you ever gotten a tattoo that you haven't told anyone about? No. Have you ever faked sick from work? No. Have you ever smoked a cigarette? No. Have you ever cheated on a test? Yes. Have you ever peed in a pool? Yes. Have you ever been in love? Yes. Have you ever drunk dialed your ex? No. Have you ever thrown up on someone? Yes. Have you ever made a prank call? Yes. Have you ever lied on your resume? No. There are actually more no's than I thought there would be in there. So. Yes. No, it's like, okay, I was just expecting more no's. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, I know we've been talking for a while. So that's pretty much all I had to, you know, discuss with you. Uh, before we end, I'm just going to run the Burwick Cast challenge by you. So if you had to pick one person, from the extended Burwick family whom you want to be on this show, who would it be? Um, I guess I would pick someone that I, I don't know very much about. Um, so either like Mita or Rima. Okay. Older than me. So I, I like never really saw them when I was little. So okay. yeah, I think either okay. one. No, that's that's fair. Um, and if there was one question you wanted me to ask them, what would it be? Um, I guess like what would be your best life advice? Okay. I will note that down. And if I do manage to get them on, I will ask them that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much it. So I think, you know, last is, you know, where can folks find you? If they want to reach out to you, I know everyone knows your WhatsApp number, but what's your TikTok handle? I, I didn't know you were on TikTok. So what's your okay, TikTok? Um, I don't know how accessible the TikTok handle will be since majority of people don't have access. So me on Instagram. Um, okay. What's your Instagram? It's Radhika underscore Barve 99. Okay. Awesome. Well, Radhika, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. And see, it did end up taking a long time. Like I said, once you start talking, the time just lasts <laughs> Thank you again, very gracious. Um, and uh, look forward to the reactions to your interview. Yeah. Thank, you Thank you for having me. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this week. Thank you all for listening. And thank you once again to Radhika. I am your host, Ameya Barwe, and I'll be seeing you again next week. In the meantime, let's listen to Radhika's favorite song once again. This is Hold On, We're Going Home by Drake and Majid Jordan. See you all next time.
Hold on, we're going home 